No, 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 no. T I G E R S. Fight, 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 fight. Mike, it's not even a top a thousand moment all time. Okay, Tommy, shut the hell up, man. Mike. Oh, of course, he... I'm gonna go with the right answer. It's Ryan Eads of the Baltimore Orioles. He only he's only wore the number eighty for uh, eight games. He's only one of two players. You know what? No, no, I'm not gonna take this. <laughs> Welcome back to Go Chat. We are back joining you on a beautiful Saturday to talk some football. It's episode 119. I'm here with Mike and Connor. Thank you guys for coming on. Unfortunately, we still can't get Tommy. He's really busy at Ithaca, but he's doing a lot of great work. Incredibly proud of what he's doing. We're plowing through, go to the state. We did New Jersey last week. Me and Mike did it. Now we got New York. Now in New York, you go to multiple different areas. You go baseball, Mets and Yankees. I know the, those are two very prominent teams on this podcast. You go Sabres, Buffalo, uh, Bills in over in Western New York, or you could stay in the big city and go with the Rangers or the Islanders or the Knicks or the Nets. A lot of different teams to pick from. Uh, and I'm really wondering where you guys are going to, where you guys are going to pick. Mike, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I have a feeling I know where you're going to go, but uh, you never, you never know what Mike's going to do. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is a great question. There are some great athletes in New York across the board, pretty much in all four sports, you, you know, there's an opportunity to pick someone, but of course I have to go with Jacob deGrom from the New York Mets. He's been a part uh, of the major league team since 2014. And since then he's been absolutely dominant uh, under a three ERA for his whole career. He has a two five ERA for his whole career, two time Cy Young winner, four time all-star ERA title winner. And really if he didn't get hurt last year, he, probably could have had a top three pitcher season of all time. Unfortunately, he did get hurt and that didn't come into fruition, but he just keeps getting better year after year after year somehow. And he has just made such a lasting impact on that Mets organization. And he's, you know, obviously Steve Cohen is a big reason, but he's another big reason why a lot of free agents came to the New York Mets this offseason before the lockout. Jacob DeGrom, the best pitcher in baseball, it's got to be, the goat of the state of New York for me. All right, Connor, you're up to bat. Yeah, I'm going to go with basketball. I'm going to go over to Brooklyn, and I'm going to go with probably the best player in the NBA currently, and that's Kevin Durant, 11-time uh, All-Star, four-time scoring champ, two NBA titles, nine-time All-NBA. He was 2007, 2008 All-Rookie, Rookie of the Year. He's won two All-Star MVPs one MVP, two finals MVPs, and he's on the NBA 17, 75th anniversary team. Guy's been incredible. He's done everything that you could on a basketball court. You know, this season alone, he's averaging close to 30 points a game, seven rebounds, six assists. Um, he's he's done so much. And, you know, he was, he was drafted by the Seattle Supersonics, obviously turned into the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, and now he's over in Brooklyn. Um, you know, had a, had a stop there in Golden State, won a few NBA championships. Um, now he's looking to do the same there in Brooklyn. So it's, it's got to be Kevin Durant. Would you guys rather hear my pick or Tommy's first? Let's hear yours because I we know where Tommy's is going to be. All right, I'm going to go. There's a ton of – don't get me wrong. There's a ton of great athletes. I just can't argue against Jacob DeGrom. Uh, he spent his whole career in New York, which I, I find uh, a big part of this. 
And, you know, like Mike said, he's won two Cy Youngs, rookie of the year, four-time All-Star. You know, there's big names I thought about. Josh Allen, he's a great player. He's just too young, I think. Uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, though, right now. Um, Kevin Durant, I thought about him. He just – he's playing amazing. Don't get me wrong, just not too many years in the state of New York. Our Temi Panarin um, plays fantastic for the Rangers. You know, maybe if Lundquist was still playing, that would be a, a viable pick there. Um Matthew Barzell, he's 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 not close to any of these guys, but still a great player. Am I blanking out on anyone else? No, I mean Jack Eichel left Buffalo. Um, thankfully, this past season, um, you know Yankees players here and there. All right, Tommy's pick. Drum roll. It's Jacob Degrom. Oh wow! Not even kidding you. I asked him last night, I was like, who are you going for? You're going for Judge for going to New York. He said, I'm going with DeGrom. And I said, I'm really proud of you. He said, thank you. I got to be honest. So shout out to Tommy. Um, the one time, you know, he's had questionable picks. And that, that could have been a, a little biased. But, you know, we see Tommy's true colors uh, of unbiasedness uh, here on today's episode. Yeah, you know, J Jacob DeGrom is absolutely amazing. He's the best, best pitcher in the MLB. Um, the one thing that struck him, at least the last two years, is injuries. Um, you know, he, he was having a career year this year. You know, if he, if he was able to finish this season the way that he was going, this would have been unanimous. Jacob DeGrom across the board. Jacob DeGrom, you know, NL Cy Young. Jacob DeGrom, NL MVP. Jacob DeGrom, everything, every possible award you could give him um, with the way he was going, you know, Started in 15 games and had, had just over a one ERA, but 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 injuries kill him. Injuries kill him. So, you know, obviously towards the beginning of his career, he's, he was able to you know start 22 games, start 30 games, start 31. Um, if he can really get back into that group of staying healthy, being able to maintain his body and keep pitching at a one ERA status, he's going to go down as the greatest pitcher of all time. So yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be very difficult to maintain that one like that's a number that like really no one has hit since like bob gibson uh just the the type of role he was on and like before he got hurt he had like some nagging injuries and because of that he was allowing some more runs but he had the opportunity to come back at the end of the season last year but the mets said no we're out of playoff contention just rest get ready for next season and hopefully he can because he's truly the most dominant pitcher in baseball. He literally throws three pitches and he he's making uh, all these MLB players look like they're in the league. So hopefully he can come back and uh, continue his dominance. They said rest, get ready for next season, then get hurt again. You know, that, that's, that's what they really said to the ground. I mean, talk that's about injuries. Exactly Kevin, what they said. Kevin Durant, he could have been an MVP caliber player in 2020 to 2021 if he didn't get hurt. Um, you know, he only played 35 of those games. And even this year, the Nets have played 52, 51 games. He's played 36 of them. I, he can't stay healthy either. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's very fair. Um, he, that's he's hurt right now with a, a sprained knee. I yeah. think he's out four to six weeks. Yeah, he can't stay. A lot of guys can't stay healthy in New York, I guess. Maybe it's just the, the water it's, they drink. Yeah, it's just the water. It's good for bagels, not good for uh, staying healthy for sports, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> any final thoughts before we head into some more uh, NFL playoffs? all right we're gonna be heading into the conference championship where I went two and oh 
Uh, and some people laughed, some people uh, rolled their eyes, but I was still right. And I'm taking a lot of pride in that in today's episode. We'll be right back. Welcome back to GoChat. And we are now within two weeks of Super Bowl 56, where we will have the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals going up against the NFC champion Los Angeles Rams. Some huge games throughout this entire postseason. These two AFC or conference championship games were absolutely amazing to sit down and watch as a fan you know Matt and I we were watching that Cincinnati Bengals game together the highs and lows into the overtime we're jumping balls out it it was it was incredible uh Matt let's get your breakdown of that Cincinnati Bengals defeat first yeah I'm gonna start uh by saying um well I was right my gut was right um you know, I know, I know Mike's going to come back and he's going to say, well, you said a lot of things on this podcast. I remember specifically saying, I said this, pr- practically, this is what I was meaning. So like if a Nerf gun for this <laughs> came in and it was on, it stuck to my head and, you know, I had to pick the right team. I probably would have picked the Chiefs because, you know, just the odds being there. But I truly had a feeling in my stomach, in my body that the kids, Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow were going to lead them to the Super Bowl it was just it was purely a story thing and I I feel like Joe Burrow has he has some traits that remind me of Tom Brady I'm not saying he is Tom Brady because that's ballistic right now shout out Brady he retired this week Um, but I do think he has very uh, certain traits that are kind of like Tom Brady and he's just a, a pure winner and that's what he did on on Sunday I mean the Kansas City Chiefs were up what 21 to 7 21 to 21 oh, wow, 21-3. Um, and Joe Burrow mounted them to a comeback. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals defense, I will say. I will say, just like how it's Tom Brady and the Patriots defense with their comebacks too. It's the same situation there. Um, mounted them to a comeback, and it was just so impressive to watch. Um, I think Kansas City Chiefs kind of ruined it themselves. I don't understand the first half uh, ending, why they didn't kick that field goal. They're they're just a regular NFL team. They're nothing too special. And I think they kind of got a little cocky there. Um, and just Patrick Mahomes didn't have a great game in the second half. Um, you know, he had a awful stats in the second half. I don't have it pulled up, but I just know reading it one time and it was awful. Um, but I do think the key the key to this game, the key player to this game was, um, well, none other than Von Bell who got the inter- who caused the interception in overtime, but Joe Burrow on third down was absolutely fantastic. Um, he was, he was under pressure a lot and only got sacked once. Uh, I remember one time he rolled out to the right left, um, Frank Clark dove for him and he just m- missed Joe Burrow because Joe moved his feet. Um, I have a stat here for you guys, Joe Burrow on third down, had 14 plays, four first down passes, and four first down rushes. That's a career high and a QBR of 96. It was on ESPN, so they're doing QBR. I personally don't like QBR, but still, he was the X factor in this game, and it, and it really showed, and that's the reason why they're moving on to the Super Bowl. And personally, I know we're not doing picks yet, but I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Mike, obviously, you and I, we both picked the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, whether that was we just went with who was favored or we truly believed that, um, you know, we can keep that to ourselves. But, but you know, watch, watching that game on Sunday, what, what were your thoughts? I mean, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I truly believe the, the Chiefs were going to win, even when the Bengals were coming back. Like, no way Mahomes 
loses this game at home, that whole Chiefs team, that offense is way too explosive, but they didn't get done in the second half. Mahomes tightened up. He choked. Same with that whole Chiefs team. That whole Chiefs team in the second half uh, was just not good. Cincinnati made some phenomenal adjustments to what they were doing, and the Chiefs were too stubborn to make their own adjustments. They went from playing uh, – since he went from playing zone in the first half to playing man in the second half, and the Chiefs just said, listen, we are the best offense in football. Here's what we are going to do, and we are going to do it against your will. And But the thing is they didn't do it in the second half, and I don't like the call, the last play call in the first half as well, Matt. I think you have two options there. Just try and throw a fade to, like, Travis Kelsey on the outside. If it's incomplete, you know – you probably have one or two seconds left. You kick the field goal or you just kick the field goal, put yourself up a uh, full two touchdowns. So I, I think that's what they should have done instead of keeping the ball in balance, which was a horrible decision by both uh, Mahomes and Tyreek. But um, going back to what you said about Joe Burrow, having some Tom Brady esque qualities, he does, he does. He really does. He has that type of leadership uh, to where just, he gets the whole team to buy in. And it seems like, this year, him and not only just him, but the whole Cincinnati Bengals team have just really have such a profound amount of self-belief within them. And I think that stems from not only Joe Burrow, but Jamar Chase, Trey Hendrickson, even their coach, Zach Taylor. Um, just the, I think they proved me wrong tenfold this year. And I think they've proved a lot of people wrong this year. Now, Will... My only question is, are they going to be able to do this year after year? Because we saw Tom Brady do it year after year with Bill Belichick and that Patriots dynasty. So I'm not like fully buying into, you know, the Burrow-Brady comparison, but no doubt from just this run alone that he has some similar qualities, not necessarily most gifted, but leadership-wise and just the poise and calmness under pressure, um, very similar. And my last point, Joe Burrow, I, he played a much better game this week than he did last week against Tennessee. I think he got sacked nine times. Um, I think almost half of them was just because he was holding onto the ball too long. And this week, he pretty much got pressured the same amount, roughly, right? But he was going through his reads a lot quicker, and he made some adjustments. So shout out to Joe Burrow. I know I've been hard on him, not only on here, but on other social media platforms, but he came out and uh, played well this week. And uh, the Chiefs is just absolutely horrible. You, you can't blow that game, especially when you get the ball first in overtime. Seems like the game should be over. But, yeah, shout out to the Bengals. Yeah, you know, watching that game, um, you know, I think, I think the player who made the biggest adjustment going into the second half and the player who really played the best in the second half of that Cincinnati Bengals team isn't even someone who was on the offense. I think it's Eli Apple, um, the cornerback who was covering Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill had seven catches for 78 yards in the first half. Obviously, Eli Apple made that made that tackle um, near the end zone to, to stop that touchdown before halftime. And Tyreek Hill didn't have another catch the entire second half. He didn't have a catch. Eli Apple shadowed him around the field. You know, he got torched in the first half. He gave up seven catches for 78 yards, and then he followed him around the second half. And didn't give up a catch. Obviously, he dropped that interception on the second down play in overtime. Um, but his defense picked him up. Von Bell was able to pick him up and force a force a turnover there on the third down play. Um, he played he played really well in that second half. You know, being able to cover one of the fastest 
top guys in the league. And, you know, when Cincinnati was getting pressure and Patrick Mahomes was able to roll out and stay on his feet with him, for him to be able to stay with someone like Tyreek Hill, for him not to get open, I thought was, was very impressive. Um, as far as the offense, they looked really good. Obviously, Joe Burrow only got sacked once and was pressured, as Matt said, quite a bit. You know, I remember that Frank Clark play when he was Frank Clark, when he was just able to slip away from that. Um, this makes me really excited just for the league in general. You know, obviously none of the quarterbacks that have come out of quarterback or come out of college in the last two years or will come out in April are as good as Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert have been in the league. But if we can even see like the turnover that I expect from, you know, Zach Lawrence, from Trey Lance once he gets a job in San Francisco, even from Mac Jones after what he's seen this year, Trevor Lawrence, if he got put with the right head coach, the, the youth that is developing in the NFL is so huge. And obviously we, we, we just saw our childhood retire. Um, the last player from our childhood really is now gone in Tom Brady. If this youth develop last quarterback player, Matt, um, outside of Aaron Rodgers, I guess. <laughs> um, if this youth development really comes up and takes over the NFL, the way that a lot of people are expecting it to, it's going to be, such a fun competitive league, something that I don't think we've ever seen in the NFL before. So I'm really excited for that. I, I really, yeah, Connor, I, I think you're right when you, when you talk about the youth, because we really haven't seen this many promising young quarterbacks in the league. We, you just mentioned Herbert Burrow. I could talk about Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Trevor Lawrence, all the, all those Rookie guys, of course. Matt hang on, hang on a second. Don't don't mention Trevor Lawrence in that sentence without mentioning, you know, Mac Jones. Or yeah, Trey Mac Lance. Jones, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, all those guys, and maybe even some of the guys coming out of the draft this year, depending on what kind of situation they put got they get put in. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. It's very exciting about the youth. Matt, did you have something to say? He's going to come at me because I forgot about Aaron Rodgers. I just expected he's probably played his last game in Green Bay. No, State, you so. actually you said Zach Lawrence, which I thought was hilarious. Um, Did I? Yeah. Oh, I, I heard Zach oh. Wilson. I get I heard it wrong too. I guess. Um, no, no. I I mean I was just thinking like, what childhood did you grow up in, Connor? Like, were you just like so like were you like started watching when you were like one years old and you just I just thought it was funny. Well, like, I, well, I even think... like Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was still part of my childhood. I think. That's fair. Matt Stafford, maybe like, yeah, he was probably part of my childhood. There's still some quarterbacks, obviously the most prominent part of my childhood. Well, part of, you know, a, probably not my childhood since I'm a Packers fan, but, you know, just every other person's childhood my age did retire. Yeah, Tom Brady. It was, it's insane to think about. Um, we got to yeah, go I mean, into the NFC game. You know, we've, we've broken down this AFC game quite a wait, bit. Wait, 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 wait. I was just about to say, the, you, I, was, I, I, I blanked out there. Sorry, I was going to say the youth is insane. I mean, even just thinking in the AFC, it's mostly AFC. Um, but just the thing about this turnaround, you know, I'm going to praise Joe Burrow again uh, and the Cincinnati team. Don't worry, Mike. Don't worry. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, think about the team drafted Joe. They were, what, a three-team win, a two-team win? They were a two-team win, two and 14. He goes out. He tears his ACL. No, wait, let's back up. Let's back up. Let's back up. He wins the Heisman Trophy, wins the national championship, first round pick, first first pick to his two win team, tears his ACL, gets surgery a year after that surgery is going to the Super Bowl. I just think it's insane. I think it's absolutely ridiculous, and 
Um, he's going to be one that we're going to cherish for a long time. But now we get head over to the NFC. Yeah, I mean, what Joe Burrow has done is incredible. Not, uh, absolutely. Heading over to the NFC, the Rams defeated the, uh, the San Francisco 49ers 20-17. Uh, it looked like the San Francisco 49ers had control of that game, you know, for a large part of it. You know, obviously there was a big turning turning point there in my eyes, which turned the game there around the nine-minute mark in the fourth quarter. Um, but I want to get your guys' points first, Matt. I'll, or, Mike, I'll go to you first. Yeah, uh, I, I loved the Rams' resiliency in this game. Uh, the L.A. Uh, SoFi Stadium was packed with 49ers fans. It was practically a 50-50 split, maybe even leaning some towards the 49ers, just given how well they travel. But uh, they were resilient throughout the game. Sean McVay really struggles against Shanahan and uh, against, you know, in, when he's in positions where he has to come back in the game, he's much better. When he's ahead, he's a front runner. You know, that's his style as a coach. But the Rams fought. And they were able to fight back in that game off the back of uh, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Odell Beckham. OBJ was awesome for the Rams this, this weekend, uh, over 100 yards. And not only them, but the defense as well showed up big time. Aaron Donald on the last drive was huge. Um, Jalen Ramsey played a good game as well. So, and Eric Weddle <laughs> stepping in, just stepping off, uh, coming off retirement, honestly playing pretty darn good safety right so uh the rams have just been really good and uh i think this is a great super bowl matchup matthew stafford is showing you know you just gotta be in the right situation for quarterback and as of right now he's got a home playoff super bowl and we'll just have to see what happens matt what are your thoughts on the game um, I mean, shout out to matthew stafford this is like what his 12th i don't know i can't even count it's just Double digit something. Double double digit season. We'll call it that. And he's finally making the Super Bowl, going up against the second year quarterback who's just first in the Super Bowl, which is kind of crazy. Um, just the age difference there and the SEC connections that they have. But for this game, I mean, honestly, Kyle Shanahan, I praise him so much, and I think he's a top five court, five, top five head coach. Um, but he kind of blew this game. I mean, they had a they they he and he's done it before. I mean. Offensive coordinator of the Falcons when they were in the Super Bowl. Um, they had in the Super Bowl, they had a good lead uh, with the 49ers. They had a good lead against the Rams. And, you know, I think you could look a lot of different places. Um, but I mean, first, I'd be looking at Jimmy Garoppolo. He's just not it. And he knows he's not it. He even talked about uh, that he's going to get traded in a, in a press conference. <laughs> They need someone more flashy, uh, and I'm really excited to see what Trey Lance can do because I think Trey Lance is that guy who's going to keep you in a game. And, you know, even if you're up like 14, I still think he could get get down the field and score on you where you're not really dependent on Debo Samuel doing everything for your team. But as for the Rams, Matthew Stafford kindly finally came to fruition. I love Matthew Stafford. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. I think people really slandered his name in Detroit. And even kind of in Los Angeles here after he uh, turned the ball over a ton of times. I think he's a great player. And I think he's paired up with one of the um, best slot receivers um, in football right now. And that's Cooper cup cup had a great game. Um, you're going to hear his name a lot later in this episode, but 142 yards, two touchdowns and really uh, helped the Rams to get there. OBJ, like Mike said, 
I really thought OBJ was going to be an X factor on a team wherever he signed. You know, he's a great player. Baker Mayfield was a problem because Baker Mayfield just sucks. Um, <laughs> OBJ, especially in a wide receiver too, where, you know, Cooper Cup is the man, you know, um, I think uh, he's fully going to flourish and he really did in the conference championship. And I'm really excited to see what he does in the Super Bowl. I mean, we saw Antonio Brown last year uh, be one of the reasons, you know, one of the big plays in that Super Bowl. I wouldn't say one of the reasons because they absolutely demolished the Chiefs, but he was one of those big plays getting a touchdown. And I'm sure OBJ might see the end zone there. And the Rams defense, of course, they just bolstered their defense up so much. It'd be kind of crazy not to see them, you know, in the Super Bowl because of their team on paper. Um, obviously, there's teams that performed much better than them in the season, but on paper, they're a fantastic team. And I'm really excited to see what they could do in the Super Bowl. Um, I told you I still think Bengals are going to win, but it's going to be a great Super Bowl no matter. Yeah, when I, when I, when I mentioned um, this game opening it up, I said that this game turned to the nine-minute mark of the fourth quarter. Obviously, that's the, the Jaquiski Tart um, drop interception. I think if he catches that ball and that gives San Francisco all the momentum, obviously it's a – it's a what was it? It was a, a three-point game in their favor at that point, 17-14. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, so he – he catches that ball and he's able to return that however far. Um, you know, I think this is a completely different game. You know, the, the, I, I have somewhat of a hot take and I want you, I want to see if you guys think it actually is a hot take. Um, I was talking about it a little bit when I was watching the game with Matt on Sunday. I thought Sean McVay coached an absolutely awful game. I thought it was terrible. He had no timeouts left with like 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. He wasted both of his challenges and they were both over two on clear plays that shouldn't have been challenged. Um, you know, you're going into that game. You were down 17 to three, the start of the fourth quarter with one timeout left. And then you waste a challenge on a really bang, bang play that you can't guarantee is going to get overturned. And you lose all three of your timeouts um, around like the 10 minute mark left in that fourth quarter. And you're still losing, you know, obviously that ball's intercepted by Jaquiski Tart. They run some clock out. Who knows what we're talking about right now, but I just think, you know, Sean McVay, I think, was so in his head about getting the Super Bowl, beating Shanahan. I've never beaten Kyle Shanahan. I need to do this. I need to pull out all of my stops. And I think, you know, obviously the talent on that Rams team is what put them over the top and helped them really win that game. Um, I think if Sean McVay made a lot of better decision-making throughout his coaching that game, it wouldn't have been a close game. I think the Rams um, – not, not that it wouldn't have been a close game, but I don't think it would have come down to, you know, an interception with a minute and a half to go for them to win the game. Um, I just, he needs to coach a better game in the Super Bowl if he wants a chance to win, because the quarterback that's on that other sideline isn't Jimmy Garoppolo, as we mentioned, it's Joe Burrow, and he's got Jamar Chase, and they've got a really good defense. They've got Trey Hendrickson, you know, Von Bell, they, they just have a great unit. It's, he's got to coach better. I don't know if that's a hot take. I don't know if you guys agree with me. Um, but I, I just thought his coaching in that game was subpar. I, I totally get your point about, you know, the challenges and stuff. The challenges were just, were just boneheaded. They weren't smart. Like <clears throat> I didn't think it was really up for interpretation, especially you would want to save those, ch those challenges for more important parts of the game. Right. I think the first challenge was like in the first half and like, um, unless like you're in like uh, you're near the end zone could score a touchdown. You really don't want to use that challenge right there. And he was not in a position to come from behind in the fourth quarter. 
Um, I think he got kind of bailed out by, I think he did call some good plays um, to his credit. I think his play calling was good, but his challenge management, I guess you would say, and clock management was, was very poor. So I, I totally get what you're saying where you're coming from there, but I thought the game he called was good. Yeah. I mean, those plays that he called were pretty crafty, you know, he's always a creative guy. And I think, uh, you know, the reason why, uh, obviously Cooper cup is a great player and, you know, he's got great route running, but I mean, the, both those touchdowns were fantastic at, at, in terms of, you know, drawing a play and, um, having a creative mindset. Um, so I think Sean McVay did well to pick what play even the, the the overtime too um picked the great play i do think shannon he was kind of flustered with shannon early on um and started doing those challenges that were just he was looking for anything and looking for a um ref, referee mistake since you know that's kind of what he got a few years back with uh consistency with a pi um but i mean you know i i think he's he's still a big part why they're in the super bowl um you know, having Matthew Stafford helps a lot, and they traded for Stafford a year prior, um, and now a year later they're going to the Super Bowl. Um, the Tar interception, I do think it, if Tar intercepted the ball, I still think the Rams would have won. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is just full of mistakes, and that's what we saw. I mean, the overtime um, threw, an inter- threw a really bad interception, um, probably one he shouldn't throw. So I, I think if Tart intercepted the ball, I still think the Rams defense could have uh, overtime. The game didn't go into overtime. Yeah, you know, the fourth quarter then. Yeah, I'm totally thinking of the other game that went into overtime. All right, so the fourth quarter, you know, it. So that was the, the deep ball in the fourth quarter uh, that Stafford threw, and then um, Garoppolo, you know, the, the end of the fourth quarter. I still think they would have struggled against the Rams. Not really sure if the 49ers would have won if Tart intercepted the ball. <clears throat> Being there's nine. 40 left I mean you can't really you can't really uh get nine minutes off the board um in the NFL but great game from the Rams um really interested to see and really excited for the Super Bowl in uh, a week that's right you guys are going to be in LA for it Matt you said that you think the Bengals are going to win Connor let's hear your pick now what do you got I got the Rams I I think I think experience. I've talked about experience before. I think it's gonna gonna weigh true here. I mean, Joe Burrow is definitely he plays like a seasoned vet, but I think we're gonna see a different Matt Stafford than we've ever seen. You know, he's in his double digit season career, as we've said. You know, I think coming into Los Angeles, he's either won one or zero career playoff games. So I think he's yeah. I think it was zero. I didn't. I wasn't sure. I know he's made the playoffs with with uh, Detroit. I don't know if they ever won, but. I mean, he, I think we're just going to see something different from this from this Rams team. I think we're going to see him come out, be the best version of Matt Stafford we've ever seen, and he's going to do everything he can to get himself that ring, to get himself a parade through these streets in Los Angeles, and, you know, to prove to Los Angeles, to prove to all, every single person in the NFL that when, when the Rams traded for him and now that the Rams don't have a first-round pick until 2025, it was worth it because they got Matt Stafford who led them to a Super Bowl and who helped them win the game. There you go. Good breakdown there. I got the Rams as well. I think, I think this is a good matchup for the Rams. I think Aaron Donald, that just whole defensive line is going to wreak havoc. Um, we've mentioned before, but the Cincinnati Bengals still don't have a good offensive line. And I think that Aaron Donald is going to just – 
he's, he's, he's going to be an absolute nightmare for Joe Burrow. And I think the Rams offense matches pretty well against the Bengals defense. We mentioned how, you know, the Bengals did make some adjustments and Eli Apple played a great game, but over the course of the season, they weren't necessarily fantastic in terms of pass defense wise. And the Rams offense is designed differently than uh, the chiefs offense, not as tight end centric, even though that, that guy who stepped in for Tyler Higby, uh, Blanton, I think his last name was played a, played a great game, but um, I think this is a good matchup for the Rams. I think it's going to be a relatively close game, but I, I just think the talent of the Rams and just the matchups and all that stuff just supersedes what the Bengals have to offer. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a good game. I, I don't really uh, – the Rams – listen, the Rams have never been consistent. I think they're just going to make too many mistakes, and I think it's something about Joe Burrow. It's something about Joe Burrow on that Bengals team that just makes me want to pick him. To, to be fair, the, it's not like the Bengals have been super consistent either. No, but they have late of late. You can't just. Oh, I mean, that. the Rams have two, obviously. No, you, the, you win I three mean, three playoff okay. games. Okay, I'm talking about like as of late, like December on. The Rams did not look that great against Tampa Bay in the second half. I mean, they almost blew like a twenty-one point, twenty-four point lead. Yeah. Um. And even in some games in December, they, they I just think the Bengals are really hot and they're running on this mojo, kind of like this underdog mentality. It's just something about the Bengals. I mean, the Rams, I just think the Rams are going to make too many mistakes. Okay. All right. Well, uh, seems like we got this whole NFL Super Bowl preview segment wrapped up. Connor and I got the Rams. Matt got the Bengals. Tommy, who knows what he's got. But we are going to head into our next segment right now. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Go Chat. We are back with the Go Picks. New leader, um, you know, with the Cincinnati Bengals winning and everything. I'm on top of Go Picks. Mike and Connor tied for second. Tommy is uh, in last. But that's okay. That's okay. We still got a lot to go. So I'm How many games are we behind? Just one, right? Just one, because the only difference we had last week was Bengals. Um, but we got four games here, so maybe someone – we have a new leader or someone else can uh, make a comeback like Tommy. First game we got, Nova, number 12, versus UConn, Saturday, today at noon. Um, I'm going to go with Nova. I think Villanova is the better team here. Uh, Villanova has lost some really bad games. Uh, I think they lost to Marquette and Georgetown, or they almost lost to Georgetown um, a little while back. But I just think Colin uh, Gillespie is going to carry the uh, Villanova Wildcats over their uh, longtime rival, you know, back in the Big East. Or it still is a Big East, but back with the Big East with Syracuse, all three of them were rivals. So um, I think Nova is going to win this one. Who's I guess Connor would be next. Yeah, I'll go with – I'm going to go with Villanova as well. You mentioned Colin Gillespie. I think he's going to have a really good game uh, against UConn and win this game. Mike? Um, yeah, uh, th- this is this is a good matchup because Villanova just lost to Marquette not only their last game, but the last time they played Marquette as well. They've lost to Marquette twice in their last uh, five games, and UConn is coming off a very unimpressive loss against Creighton as well. So it's kind of um, – just you're picking the lesser of two evils. Uh, I'm going to roll with UConn here. Why not? 
I, I think this is a pretty even matchup. You guys mentioned Colin Gillespie. I think RJ Cole is a great matchup for him, and I think they're going to cancel each other out. Then uh, Adam Sinogo for UConn is just going to be a bully in the paint like he always is. All right, Tommy went with Nova. Um, so we got three Nova, one UConn. Next game we got, we got number uh, 10, Kansas, going up against number eight, Baylor. This game is at 4 p.m. Um, it's a great game. Uh, both teams are playing pretty well. Both teams have, you know, a few losses. It seems like everyone in college basketball has a few <laughs> tough losses. Um, but I'm going to go Kansas. Uh, this is kind of in question because one of their best player is um, – Set out Tuesday with COVID nineteen protocols. Should be back. Which I could, Ajbaji, Ajbaji. And I probably mispronounced that, but he's been playing fantastic for the uh, for the Kansas Jayhawks. He's leading the Big Twelve in points. So I think if if he plays, and I'm very hopeful he is, um, Kansas will win. If he doesn't play, it's going to be a tip off. You know, I'm not sure who's going to win. Connor. I'm rocking with Baylor. The Baylor Bears are going to win this game. Mike? I'm going with Kansas. I really don't see Kansas losing two straight games at Allen Fieldhouse, especially with the team that they have. Now, you mentioned their superstar, Ajbaji. Um, He's going to be back. And even if, uh, I think without him, they still went to Iowa State, who's ranked 20th right now, and they beat him at home. So I think Kansas is going to come back, be looking for revenge after a very embarrassing loss to Kentucky at home. I'm rolling with Kansas. Pronounce that better than me, Mike. Um, Tommy picked Baylor. Um, so we got two Baylor, two Kansas here. Next game, we got a little fun here. Uh, the NFC versus the AFC, the NFL Pro Bowl. Um, not too much to talk about. Obviously, we we really just have rosters. We don't know how they're going to play together. But I'm going to go with the AFC. The AFC roster is so much better than the NFC roster. I actually looked at this. Um, a lot is due to Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers not playing and Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson. If you guys think they're – Russell Wilson is a good quarterback. I'm not going <laughs> to slander him. But if you if you think they're as good as, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, then maybe pick the NFC. But I'm going to go with the AFC. I think uh, they have the much better roster and should play better than uh, the NFC. Connor? I'll take the NFC. This It's going to be a fun game. You know, they're going to play. It's not going to be super duper competitive. You know, they'll they'll do whatever. Uh, NFC, NFC. I'll just pick it to go against you. Mike? Um, I, I guess I'll roll with it. <laughs> AFC, there's not much to pick here. Get some good points about uh, the quarterback. And obviously, they still got the uh, superstars from, from the Chiefs coming in to help them out as well. So I'll roll with the AFC. Yeah, Kelsey and Hill are playing. Uh, and Mahomes, of course. Tommy rolled with the AFC, too. Um, final game, we got Mavs versus Hawks. This game Sunday night. I'm going to go with the Mavs. Uh, Luka Doncic is played very well this season and you know when am I not going to go with Luka Doncic Connor yeah I'm going to go with Luka Doncic and the Mavs as well Mike you guys are missing the boat here the Hawks are absolutely rolling they're eight and two in their past 10 games they just beat the Suns at home and I think they're going to be able to go into Dallas and uh, win another game all right well that is all for go picks. So we'll have to see. Oh, Tommy with the maps. Tommy with the maps. Um, so we'll have to see who uh, who wins in this uh, weekend slate of games and see if we have a new go pick leader. 
We'll be right back with the goat of the week to finish this episode off. <laughs> Welcome back to Go Chat. We are back with the goat of the week. Tommy and uh, Connor weren't on last week's episode, so me and Mike did a little, little special hockey uh, goat of the week. Had to pick a winner there, and Matthew Kachuk did win that, so I uh, got another victory on the goat. Hey, how, bro? What? I, was just, uh, I just said how. He's just better. He that was he, he scored five points in one hockey game. Like your guy got a milestone, which is not really good of the week. I, I don't want to hear. It. I don't want to hear. It. Whatever. Can go ahead. All right. So uh, we got a new go of the week. We got a lot of football here, of course, with that conference championship games. Um, so I'll start us off since I won. I gotta go with my boy. You know, yeah, everyone's probably thinking Joe Burrow. He is my boy. Don't worry. Joe's my boy. I, I bought a Joe Burr shirt. It's coming on its way. It's just for you, Mike. Um, <laughs> my mom is sending my jersey to L.A. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm in L.A., so, you know, we'll see how many bad looks I get with wearing an LSU Joe Burrow jersey. But I got to roll with my other boy, my fantasy hero of the year. Um, probably the, you know, my drafting skills were just on par this year, and I snagged Cooper Cup in the majority of my leagues. Um but he just played amazing. He uh, he played amazing. And um, Connor, you got lucky in the finals. Jamar Chase put up. If, if your drafting was so good, how many leagues did you win? You were just talking yesterday about how you were still two, two out of team. seven. And I came in second in two of them. And the other, the two I came in second, the guy had Jamar Chase, which put up fifty points, which I consider lucky. Okay, back to my uh, go to the week. We we're gonna stay on task here. Cooper Cup played amazing for the Rams. He got eleven. He got 14 targets, caught 11 of them, uh, 142 yards and two touchdowns. Really the X factor of the game, found the end zone twice uh, and connected with Stafford a, a bunch of times, double digits. Really capping off a great year that he's had and really excited to see what he could do in the Super Bowl. Cooper Cup is my go to the week. Um, we're going to go with uh, Mike. He's in second, so we'll go with Mike. You know what? Oh, wait, Connor's in second, but we're yeah. still going to go with Mike. Mike is not in second. I was like, ooh, I got a rebuttal. Yeah, I do have a rebuttal. I'm going to pick the guy that is throwing the balls to Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford. You mentioned it, making his first Super Bowl in 10 plus seasons. And he's really balled out in the playoffs. Uh, He's only had one pick up to this point, and that was off a tipped pass in the end zone against the 49ers. But he's really been playing very, very well. Obviously, he didn't have to do much against the Cardinals in the first round. Played great against the Bucs in the in the second round. And he uplifted this team against the 49ers in the third round with 337 yards and two touchdowns. He was awesome in that game uh, against the 49ers. And he's got to be my go of the week. Okay. Finishes off, Connor. Yeah, I'm going with Joey Burrow. Joe, Joe Burr, as Matt would like to say, it took him about like I think four to five days before he actually wa- actually bought that shirt. He took him a while to contemplate whether he actually wanted to buy it. Um, like a day, but yeah. Obviously, he had a great game. His second year going to a Super Bowl has a chance to be the first player in history to win the Heisman, win the national championship, and then win a Super Bowl. Um, 250 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, which actually shouldn't have even counted if you go back and rewatch the game. <clears throat> the interception came on a clear offsides that was missed. It should have been a free play. Um, was sacked just once and had you know 25 rushing yards on his five attempts, um, able to, to get past those sacks. Um, 
Yeah, it's 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 Joey Burrow here. I don't think it's much of a much of a conversation. Obviously, you know, it's 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 Matthew Stafford. Come on, guys. It's Matt Stafford. That, that's that's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. I mean, I'll give it to him. He's got a good first name, but <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't be my pick. It, it would be Cooper Cup. Um, you know, I, I don't really know what to say. He's he's phenomenal. As much as I love Joe Burrow, you know. Um Cooper's... the only reason Matt didn't pick Joe Burrow is because I picked him first. So let's be real. Yeah, you did ask, you did almost ask for a trade, but then you no, know I said. You, said, you almost did. You no, said no, no, no. Yes, you're, you're, you asked for the trade. I was saying no. No, no you said, said you told me I, I almost. Said. You told me you told me I almost typed Cooper Cup go to the week, but I didn't want you to have Joe Burrow. That is literally a quote from you. Yeah, that's not me almost asking for a trade. That's just me. You saying, almost did it. You almost traded. You almost did it. You no. said I okay. Did, you said I almost called Cooper Cup for go to the week, but I didn't want you to have it. That would be an almost. Practically a trade, but I didn't have Cooper Cup then. But you would have given me Joe Burrow. Exactly. You didn't have Cooper Cup at the point, therefore it wouldn't have been a oh trade. Gosh, Mike, what the heck? What the heck? You guys are just arguing semantics here. This is this is the most know, energy we've had in the show goes, today. Connor goes over, back over this stupid Joe Burrow, go to the week. You always go back in. Thank stuff. you for joining us. This has been Go Chat episode 119. It's always great when we get us on. Hopefully, we'll get Tommy back on here soon. We'll have the four of us going. Um, but until then, obviously, smash that like button. Follow us on all of our platforms, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>